The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Saturday, February 1st, and out of Lower Marion High School, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined out by six foot six inch out of Lower Marion High School, Michael Apatria. Michael, how are you, my man? I, I love the idea. I had to start the show with a little bit of Kobe love, that's for sure. Absolutely, man. It's uh, it's well deserved, and I, I hope everyone had a chance to watch that game last night. That was that was one of my favorite parts of it. Was the intro? Uh, just, I mean, the whole the whole atmosphere, the, all the emotion, everything. It was one of those games you'll never you'll never forget. That game, coach. We'll be talking about that game twenty years from now. Uh, we'll be talking about it, and you know, it's it's just gonna sit with me. It's gonna resonate with me. Uh, we're not six six. Uh, we're not. We're definitely not Kobe Bryant. Nobody will ever be him. And the way that he left his mark on this earth is just unforgettable. So um, I don't want to say it in a bad way. You know, I'm glad that they got that this game happened because I feel like it was that last um, that last stamp that we needed to kind of start moving forward with this. Uh, but he'll never be forgotten. And the way that the Lakers represented him last night was uh, second to none. It was it was perfect. Yeah, it really was, man. And I'll tell you, I uh, I was you know just really on the edge just wanting to ball my eyes out and you know they showed that clip of him on the floor and no one else would notice it but of course I noticed it because I was there but the clip they showed of him on the floor if you go back and watch it that's my team out there <clears throat> we're in our black cathedral prep jerseys we were orange and black and he was in his lower Marion jersey. So we actually, you know, for that five or seven seconds that they showed that we were on the floor with, with Kobe. And that's when I just lost it. I like, you know, it's been, you know, such an emotional week. Uh, like I said on the, on one of the previous podcasts, you know, it, it hit home for me just because it was real. I mean, I experienced firsthand and, and I don't know if the psychology of, dealing with your own mortality or, you know, that in combination of having children and the fact that he lost a child in this as well, just all of it combined and what he meant for the game and what his mentality and what he, you know, his legacy of, of hard work, uh, just everything came together last night and, you know, it was, it was heart wrenching and I knew it would be, but, you know, it's it's one it's part of the grieving process, and for those of us in the in the basketball world, it really was like losing a relative. You know, it, it really was. I felt like I lost an uncle or a brother or a you know uh, you know something like that. Just very very surreal. Um, but you know, on the positive side, uh, the what it's doing to not just Los Angeles. I mean, that's like times a hundred but what it's doing nationally and internationally when you see you know all these sports it's european soccer and australian tennis and all these 
you know, the Super Bowl, of course, everybody with Kobe stuff, everybody talking about appreciating life and, you know, uh, you know, women's sports and, you know, spending time with your, your children in a quality way, just on and on and on. I could go on for hours, but uh, just all part of the legacy that, that will be remembered, you know, and uh, I got to watch some of that with my son. And I'm sure someday when I'm up there with Kobe, he'll be telling this story, hopefully to his son and pass it on for generations because it was a generational loss and lesson and uh, just uh, amazing uh, thing. But, you know, once we get over the, the pain of it, uh, I think the positive ramifications it's going to have, not just on the Los Angeles or basketball community, but in, internationally uh, is, is going to live on for, for way past uh, my years, that's for sure. So. Well said, Coach. Well said, man. Very well said. I appreciate it, man. All right. Well, as the Mamba mentality would expect, it's hard to transition from what went on. But how those guys, especially LeBron, how he even played last night was uh, impressive, man. To just be able to suck it up and go out there, uh, you know. My hat is off to him. It's just, uh, a, just it's another 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 showing of how he how unhuman he is, man. He's so he's so human in 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 the aspect of how he could relate and how he's so in in touch with the community and everybody, but so inhuman that he, just his athletic build and everything with it, but just emotionally, the fact that he could have gone out there, I I would I, would uh, need months I don't think weeks. I could have done it. I really don't. Even trying to tap into all of the Mamba mentality. I just, I don't know. I don't think I could have done it, but it was wonderful to see. That's for sure. It, it really was. And how about Dane? Good night. The last like five games, he's on like an unprecedented roll. That dude is playing. Every, every night I'm waiting for it to slow down, man. And it does not look like that it's happening because I'm not going to say I'm a transparent player. I'm not going to sit here and act like I've been riding Dame throughout every night that he's been this hot. I should have. I mean, there's hot oh, streaks. Hot you, streaks he, are a big thing. He single-handedly has crushed it for me this week. Absolutely. Crushed it. Now, the very, uh, you know, he was one of the first games that last Sunday, uh, at, you know, that day that they played. I just, it was weird because he has such a, a an incredible focus and seems to step up in the biggest spots. So I just thought, you know, I think this is a guy that is going to take this news and it just let it motivate the hell out of him, you know? And he, and he, I've wrote him ever since. And I just, last night as well, I've been on him in, in DFS and man, I'll tell you what I, I was so impressed. I haven't seen a, a, a week long stretch of games from a player like that in a long time. It was he's, amazing. He's a Cali kid, man. He's a Cali kid. So, you know, he had to, you know, a couple Kobe jerseys growing up and everything. And, uh, I like that you used the word focus because that was some, you know, some critics, some skepticism coming into the season that when Lillard was putting out albums and, you know, doing a little rap. And uh, that's another big passion of his. People were skeptical and they were saying, is he focused on this NBA season? Well, I think those people who said that could shut their mouths. Uh, he's yeah. he's clearly laser focused right now. He's lights on, lights in. Uh, there's no stopping this guy right now. Uh, we'll get to him uh, later on in this late and, and kind of how I'm feeling at this point and uh, how I'm going to go about it going forward. I don't want to spoil it, 
it's going to keep people a little bit maybe on the edge of their seats. Is he playing him? Is he not playing him? I don't know. Uh, but it's it's hard to ignore, man. He's doing something that we haven't seen a run like this in years. I mean, no. just and he's doing it efficiently. That's the thing as well. It's not like he's just going out there shooting 30% from the floor while doing it. I mean, he's had five games uh, fantasy-wise in the mid-70s in a row. So, you know, I know Westbrook and Harden have, have, you know, messed around with those numbers, but that many games in a row, that high of an output is just mind-boggling. But Doing uh, it, the worst shooting performance was 52% from the floor during this run, too. It's crazy. And they're guarding him. And he, I mean, he's five feet behind the line on some of those shots, too. Just oh, I'm sorry. He, he shot 46% against Golden State, where he put up 61 actual points. All right, my oh, fault. what a, what a my bum. Fault. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, well, listen, we, we better get going into this slate yeah, because it is, it's an awesome slate. We've got a single early game at 3.30, and then we've got a, a massive nine-game uh, main slate. So we probably will finish this show right before tip is what I'm thinking the way, the way that you and I get going, but just uh, uh, one other quick shout out to, I, I sent a tweet out, but for our listeners that may not have heard it, man, I was cracking up yesterday. I needed a good laugh, but listening to you and Andrew, you guys were on, off the rails. You guys were so funny. I mean, your takes were fantastic. Your hoop stuff was great. But all this talk about Canada, and then you're you're hitting your apatria isms in there with blowing the roof off the doors, and I'm not sure what you know between juice on the bone and I, I write them all down. We have a whole book here. We could do a show of of apatria isms, I guess you call them. But uh, <laughs> you guys were a riot last night. So, man, sometimes, coach, the, the the brain's moving faster than the mouth can. I think, and it's like gets late at night. It's a combination of multiple factors. But I'm glad that they uh, they're stamped in there now. No, you know, sometimes I have to go back and listen and be like, did I really say that? And uh, <laughs> you know, you just roll with it, man. You roll with it. You you add it to you add it to the book, like you said. And you know, Miles is he's been. <laughs> He's been part of the team long enough where I feel like we haven't been taking enough shots at him. So I went for, ah. the, I went for the jugular on this one. I didn't just go for a shot at, at Miles. I went for the entire country, I guess. Oh, my and God. I, yeah, uh, you, and, you took them all. Just, and, and you know our, what? Our, uh, our friends to the north. I, I did, will apologize. You see my tweet? I even put the little Canadian flag up there to yeah, know we, I will, let uh, them know we love them. I will them. apologize. I will apologize. The, <laughs> the whole north did not deserve that. That was mostly supposed to be gauged at my buddy Miles over there. So I'm expecting some fire back from him tonight, and it's rightfully so. Uh, I'm, oh, you know, and, uh, they do. So we are recording this Saturday morning. Uh, Miles and and uh, and Andrew do the Saturday night show. So I will be listening for that jab on Super Bowl Sunday, and I am fully expecting it, Miles. So bring the heat. Uh, it's it's anticipated. I love it. And my my suggestion, if uh, and I know you guys, hopefully you're listening, Miles. I think you need to ask Cuomo the bird who's going to win the Super Bowl tomorrow, and let's see which one he responds to. Because I've noticed on your shows, when he starts chirping, that's usually a guy that ends up doing well. So we might have our own little prognostication uh, bird in here with the DFS pros now. Nostra birdis. <laughs> exactly. You don't got to laugh at um, my cheesy jokes. I, no, I, I, see, I appreciate those kind of dad jokes. It's, it's no one appreciates my humor like that. That's, that's right up my line, man. I All love right. jokes like that. 
Um, All right, dude. Well, listen, we our, our listeners are probably yeah, thinking, gonna get into this. you know, we want to win there. some money. I'm going to try to uh, do my best to motor too, coach. I'm going to I'm going to try to fly through it if we could. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. But anyway, uh, before we get started, the last thing I'll say off, off base is I am excited in the fact that I'm winning the chicken suit challenge. And now time is not on your side, sir. It's next Sunday. So you're you're going to be wearing a chicken suit, brother. We might have something I could save in this one. I'm gonna now that now that we're bringing it up, you, you said it too early. You mentioned it too early. Now you gave me an entire show which we already know is going to be off the rails and we're going to probably go too long. So uh, you gave me too much time. I got to find something. You're sweating. New. You're going to be sweating bullets. That's all I'm saying. I got, I got my wine Isles cone of coffee. I'm cool as a cucumber over here. Well, speaking of that, uh, we want to thank Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company for being one of our sponsors. We're both drinking our Saturday morning Hawaiian Isles. I'm actually still on my first cup, so that's probably why I'm not as sharp as normal. But uh, they are awesome. Uh, definitely go to their website and also just uh, go to Hawaiian Isles Kona uh, Coffee on uh, Amazon. A couple clicks, you'll have it at your front door in the uh, next day. And then our presenting sponsor for uh, our show uh, each day is MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is definitely your place for Super Bowl action. Um, they will also match up to one or not uh, they will match half of your first deposit not up to so if you put in a thousand they give you 500 they'll do it all the way up to a thousand so if you put 2k in they'll give you 1k and i'll tell you they're awesome they have everything in the world including the color of the gatorade that will be dumped on the winning coach i thought that was pretty funny but uh every prop bet imaginal every everything you could uh, on the super bowl uh, this is a perfect time to jump in there with them, um, and uh, you know it, they're tremendous, uh, tremendously uh, quick on their responses, customer service, and uh, payouts. Everything's just awesome. So definitely support them. And uh, we are going to let's go over right off the start here the first game. Um, it is earlier on Saturday, so we have the, the spreads and the totals, but not the implied totals. We're not up yet, but no worries. We're going to cover what we normally cover. So the first and only early game single slate on this wonderful February 1st is Minnesota at the L.A. Clippers. It's a 3.30 Eastern game, and we have uh, the, the uh, Clippers, a big Ten and a half point home favorite, and the uh, total is 232 and a half, so should get up and down. And you've got Minnesota is seventh in pace, Clippers eighth. Uh, as far as defensive efficiency, Minnesota 16th, and the Clippers are a solid fifth. So interesting game here. Um, you know, anytime you have a double digit spread, there's always a little bit of a chance. Uh, for a blowout, but uh, uh, I don't anticipate, you know, that really happening here. It looks as though more it's going to be, I think, Minnesota keeps it close enough that we don't have to just flat out factor in a, a you know, blowout because that can backfire on you as well. So there are definitely some great plays in this game. Um, it did prompt me to remember to go through 
the injury report, and I just updated it, so it's updated to this moment. So before we turn the mic to uh, game script this, let's go through uh, very quickly the injuries and player news for this Saturday. Alan Crabb is doubtful. What a coincidence. The first guy on the list is the chip. My well, you heard it. I got buddy. it. I have to get out of jail free card with that one. He got hurt. I, so I'm, I'm not stop. kidding you, dude. <laughs> it's it. He's the first one on the list. What, you know, sometimes yeah. the stars just align and it's just it's wonderful. All right. Here's where we get into concern. We have Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard 50-50 questionable. So that's a an issue we'll have to know. But the good thing is we'll know what this uh, scenario is before lock. Uh, uh, backup center, Tony Bradley for Utah, questionable. Bruno Fernando, still questionable for Atlanta. That does matter because we know Damian Jones stepped up when uh, Fernando couldn't play. DeAndre Bembry is out. DeAndre Hunter is questionable. So, again, the Atlanta rotation affected there. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, questionable. That's an important piece to know. Brandon Knight, questionable. Kevin Looney, questionable. Al Horford is probable. So it looks like he will more than likely be back for the Celtics today. Uh, Jordan McCray remains out. Uh, Evan Fournier, questionable. That's a big impact for uh, uh, the Magic. Kendrick Nunn is probable. So he you know, is looking more and more like return. Uh Roy Hashimura is actually questionable. So he has not played forever with that injury. So certainly another huge impact on Washington if he's able to lace him up. But we got to watch and see. Uh, you know, I don't know if he – I would play him. I would expect him to be on a limits restriction early on, but it will affect the rotation and uh, some of the other players there. Uh, P.J. Washington, questionable, also an important spot. Ennis Canner, questionable. Kemba Walker, questionable. So that's huge. Uh, Frank Dindalakina is probable for the Knicks. Miles Turner's playing. He has been ruled in already. And the last two guys are out. That's Alex Lynn for Atlanta. And the Elf is not on the shelf. He is suspended for uh, pushing stupid uh, Jay Crowder for that, you know, Bush League play. And actually, I wouldn't have pushed him. I'd have punched him right in the nose. I mean, it, to steal the ball there is one thing, but to run over to the corner and shoot a three, very unnecessary there. So that's just against uh, the gentleman of, you know, of basketball. So that is it, man. So uh, I guess twofold and i'll turn it over to you for a few minutes here uh i guess a reaction to some of that player news anything that sticks out for you and then you can run it right into the minnesota clippers game absolutely good breakdown uh, a lot of injuries big slate lot to talk about so we'll jump right into it like i said i'm going to try to motor as fast as i possibly could through this guys and it's not going to be uh, any condensed as far as research because I already came out this morning. I do an article. That's why I love these Saturday mornings. Um, I'm full on to the research. I broke this down. So obviously with the injury news, uh, monitoring Kawhi Leonard is going to be something that we have to do, Coach. Um, you know, what do you, what do you, what's your take on this? Do you think he's playing? You know, I really don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel it's a, a literal 50-50 thing, but 
again, I, we're going to know. So it's not I mean, like it's usually he's a late slate night game and, it, and you sweat your pants off, but we'll know. OK, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the approach that he sits just with Paul George being back. I feel like this is like just the ample time to kind of give their their guy a little bit of rest. You know that the Clippers have been very on resting both of these guys whenever they need to. So I'm going to be under the impression that he sits, but I'm not going to be under the impression that Paul George is going to be out here playing 35 minutes just yet. So that's my approach on this. Um, if Kawhi Leonard sits, and we, unless we get the news that Paul George is un, not is like under no restrictions, meaning he's going to play a full allotment of minutes, I'm going to be looking heavily up upon Montrez Harrell uh, and Lou Williams. That's kind of the approach I'm taking. And then we should see some good secondary pieces in Beverly and Zubach as well. So I wouldn't be playing too much George. I'm going to be more or less playing a lot of Harrell. A lot of Lou Williams. I'm probably going to run it back using some Carl uh, Anthony Towns in my captain spot and then getting okay. some ancillary pieces from both sides. That's the approach I'm kind of taking as of right now with, uh, you know, obviously if Kawhi Leonard ruled in and if Paul George gets announced that he's under no restrictions, it will change things. Um, and then the the secondary pieces I'll probably be looking at on the Timberwolves don't have a lot of interest. I like the secondary pieces on the Clippers a little bit better, but uh, I don't mind taking a look at a guy like Napier or Kogi. Um, just if you need, if you need some secondary pieces, not in love with it, but, uh, more or less, I'm just going to be loading up on a ton of Carl Anthony Towns in the captain spot. Yeah. And I think he'll probably be pretty chalky in that spot and deservedly. So, I mean, he, uh, <clears throat> has a very good likelihood of being the, the leading DFS score in this game. And I'm with you there. You know, I'm going to consider Wiggins a little bit, uh, though as well think he has some potential to make my lineup but I, I'm with you I sort of like the the Lou Williams Harrell uh, I've had I've taken those two together in the past and man when they come in off the bench especially if it's a second rotation from the other team they just smash it usually so uh, you know I think it's gonna be an interesting game a high scoring game so uh, it, it'll make for a, a fun fantasy game but I'm with you I think I'm with Kat and you know, Harold and and uh, and Lou Williams being my top plays, but it you know it all it's all going to come down to the news too. Uh, you know, and, and determining uh, you know the other chalk obviously is going to be George if if Kawhi sits. If they both play, then that really mixes up the pot a little bit. So watch it closely, and uh, you know that's one you got to take right down to 30 minutes before to to uh, find out what's what so all right man let's move on to this early slate uh it is the or i'm sorry the main slate the nine games it starts at seven o'clock uh it is the new york knicks at the indiana pacers uh knicks are 20th in the league in pace pacers 25th um knicks 24th in defense and indiana 10th so that's uh, definitely not a great pace game. Indiana can put the clamps down on D. Indiana is a 10.5-point favor, and it is the lowest over-under of the day at only 214. So are you going to have much interest in this initial game, Mike? Not a ton. Uh, I'll start with the away team. I'll start with the Knicks side of the ball. Uh, with Alfred Payton suspended, um, and Frank Nittaclean is probable, but dealing with a groin injury, so I'm not expecting a full complement of minutes necessarily from Nittaclina. Uh, I think we have to have a little interest, and I say little because he's very, very boomer bust in uh, Dennis Smith Jr. at minimum salary. 
Uh, he's 3,100 on DK. So I'll have a little interest. It's not a great matchup. Like you said, one of the lower totals on the slate. Uh, but there's the opportunity of him playing anywhere between, you know, mid-20s and low-30s in minutes because I just don't expect Nitikalina to be at full go. R.J. Barrett's still out. He's one of their secondary uh, ball handlers when Peyton's, you know, off the court. So I'll be looking at that. And then I think we might see some point Randall. Uh, 8,300 in this matchup is not the best. It's not something I'm overly enticed on, but the modest interest that we get to see some point Randall gives me some 40 plus point upside interest in him. So I'll keep those two guys in my player pool, but that's probably about it for me on the Knicks side of the ball. And I'm really not looking at too much on Indiana. I think these guys are, you know, they're getting, they got all the depot back. They're all priced up. So bonus is 9,500 and Turner's going to be back in the lineup. Uh, Brogdon at 66 is the one that I might be able to get behind. Uh, but that's probably about it for me. Yeah, I you know I'll, I'll make it very simple. I, I think this game definitely you know has great blowout potential. Um, I'm not going to get trapped into taking Dennis Smith. Uh, I think he'll be popular. Um, I, I just don't like you know the the Morris and Randall have been balling out, but not against that Pacers front line in my opinion. And you know I think it's great that they have Old Depot back, but you know, now you've got even more miles to feed. I mean, they have a fantastic bench. Um, so, you know, you've got not only all those starters out there now that all need the ball, you know, but it really crushes guys like TJ Warren and Jeremy Lamb. Now that Brogdon and Sabonis and Turner back and, and you've got Oladipo, you know, enough that he's going to take a play away from these guys, but not enough to roster them. So, I'm a full pass on this game, and I'm just going to turn it from a nine-game main slate into an eight-gamer in my book. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, not primary targets, but if you're looking to get something in there, those are the only guys that I have any interest in. Like I said, it's low total. Uh, it we is. We have games to go to. And we'll get to a play I think is a little bit better than Dennis Smith Jr. in the next one anyway. Well, actually, uh, I take that back. The lowest... I misread uh, there is one lower game as far as total, and I'm going to double-check it just to make sure I didn't write it down wrong. Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, it's this game. It's the yeah. other 7 o'clock game. You have Miami, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite at Orlando, and believe it or not, 206. And we haven't been in the below 210s very often recently. But, uh, you know, here's the reason why. You've got pace 26th and 28th, respectively. Defense 12th and 7th, respectively. So you got teams that play slow half court and teams that can defend. Uh, boy, that makes this one a tough one. Even though both teams have some rosterable guys, uh, you know, I guess you have to watch the news on Fournier. But, man, it is tough to really dial these guys up in this matchup. I think there's a, there's a few nuggets that we can look at here. Not, and not guys that are must roster guys I'm, on Miami. The only interest I really have in, in anybody on this would probably be a little Jimmy Butler at 7,900 on DK. Just think that's slightly underpriced. Yeah. Uh, he's had a really, he's played the Orlando twice this season. This game just happened. He had a you know, mediocre game uh, recently, 37 and a half DK points, but before then he played well. Um, so I, I don't mind taking a, you know, a stab at him. That's probably it on the Miami side. And then depending on Fournier's health and news, if he's out, I have no issues looking at a guy like Michael Carter-Williams at 3,400 on DK. Uh, we've seen time and time again that they like to go with the, the double the double guard rotation playing two-point guards. I expect him to, you know, he might not start. He might start. 
I actually, I think he probably would start over Terrence Ross simply because they like to keep Ross in that six-man role. So um, you'd be looking at a decent boost in minutes. Yes, it's a low total. It's not a great matchup. That's the only thing keeping me from wanting to get a ton of exposure to him. But he'll definitely be in my player pool, and I could see him being a decent value option. No, that's a great point. I think MCW will be very, very low owned, if, uh, but he certainly can log a good maybe 28 minutes or so. Uh, he's a guy I would to, take in a chicken suit if you can get someone like he's a, a nice like I don't call him a secret I squirrel I expect him to get him get some ownership but I, I do I don't I'm think he will him. dude I don't think he will not on a nine game slate I mean if Fournier's ruled out I still think even if he's ruled out ahead of time Fournier uh, I think Michael Carter Williams is single digits ownership I really do uh, I think it's a sharp play I think it's a fantastic GPP play at that point, but I still think he'd be single digits. But yeah, I you know it's I'm gonna find myself probably in dead last place after these first two games because I really may not roster anybody from either game. I mean, I like Butler, uh, of course, but you know I just don't know if the pace is gonna be there enough for him to put up all those numbers. He needs. I mean, he can crush it when he gets four quarters of tough play. I mean, triple-double you know, potential. But, you know, Bam against Vuk, um, you know, is interesting. I just, uh, you know, I I don't see myself gravitating to this, this low of a, a total game uh, on a slate like this. So I guess I'm ready to move on. Let's do it. All right, uh, first game at 8 o'clock, so this is where I'll start getting some guys in there, I hope. Uh, We've got Golden State at Cleveland. Cleveland's actually favored by two, so you've got uh, two pretty sad sack teams here. Uh, Pace-wise, Golden State 14th, Cleveland 23rd. Uh, Defensively, they both stink, 23rd and 29th uh, defensively, so... You got a total of 223 and a half, which is reasonable. And, uh, you know, this game makes some sense on both sides if you if you choose the right guy. Uh, you know, I've been a, a fanatic about playing guards against Cleveland, and it has paid off in spades. It's probably been uh, one of my top three sharpest takes that I've been riding throughout the year. So I can tell you that my first pillar – is D'Angelo Russell, and then I'll let you break this game down. Yeah, absolutely. Rightfully so, too. I mean, Russell's just in a great spot here. The price is fair. He's 8500 on DK. I don't mind paying that for him. Uh, he should just be able to carve these guys up with, with ease. You know, Garland and Sexton, uh, for all the scoring that they could do, they're you know both kind of those tweener guards, and neither one of them are very good defensively. So I have no issues looking at Russell. He'll be definitely uh, – I could see him easily being a primary option. Um, I like Draymond Green in this spot, 5,700. You know, the only thing we worry about with Green is his minutes. If, if he's going to play more than 30, and generally that's been the case when the games have been, you know, within 10 points. Uh, so I don't I don't mind looking at Draymond Green. I think this game will stay intact. He should get some good burn at 5,700. And the only other option I'd have interest in would be Marquise Chris. Uh, you know, they, they're going to need their bigs against them. They're going to be running out the Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson combo. So with that being said, I think that we'll be seeing a decent amount of Chris alongside of uh, – Alongside of Draymond. Yeah, I mean those are good takes. I mean, I I think Kevin Love is certainly in in play. I mean, it, oh, yeah. they have been playing him a ton of minutes since they're trying to trade him, and he's been really good. So uh, his price is a little high, but I do like Kevin Love in this game. 
Uh, he will make some of my uh, lineups. Underpriced on DK, Coach. Only 69 over here. Okay, he's he's a, he's a little higher on FanDuel, but, you know, 69, the fact that he's below 7 with his input, the way it's mm-hmm. been lately, is shocking. So uh, I will have a lot of love for Mr. Love tonight. And uh, other than D'Angelo Russell, um, uh, you know, I'm going to really look at this game. I think it, they will get up and down. I think you got to take a small look at a Glenn Robinson or an Alec Burks or – you know, a Damian Lee just because Cleveland's play such terrible defense. So I wouldn't mind rostering a second guy from Golden State uh, and then a little correlation back with Love. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the pricing on DK discrepancy, it's there in this game. It's one of the games I noticed that it's it's been in more. I mean, Draymond's only 5,700 compared to like a guy like Burks and Lee. They're, they're 53 and 5. So the price difference, I don't mind looking at those guys. Like you said, one of those guys is in a good spot. Um, they can easily do well in this spot. But I'm more interested in a guy like, you know, Draymond just being that price discrepancy. He's only a few hundred more. And then Kevin Love, I don't know. What is he on FanDuel? Because 69 is a very appealing price tag. I don't know. I'll, I'll look him up, but uh, I don't have FanDuel up at this moment. I'm, I'm imagining it's much higher on FanDuel. So you're going to see some ownership kind of switch over across the platforms and sites. He's probably going to be higher owned on a site like DK. Uh, that's that's what I expect. 6900 is just a very good price tag for him. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's you got to take note for sure of uh, the price discrepancies. Recently, uh, you know, it makes a huge difference. We talked a little bit about, I think, on the show last week is, you know, when you've got that discrepancy of, you know, 800 to a thousand we had a few of them at 1600 dollar difference i mean you know a guy that is a lock and load on one site is a complete fade on another site so uh kevin love is actually only 6700 on fandle so dial them up baby dial them up oh yeah That's all right tough. next eight o'clock game is uh brooklyn on the second night of a back-to-back uh, we know Kyrie filled it up uh, as expected yesterday. He was awesome. Uh, but it's Brooklyn at Washington. So here you go. Highest total on the board. Big fat 239. So, you know, that's a big number. Uh, you've got two of the top 10 fastest teams pace-wise in the league. Brooklyn 9 and Washington 6. Brooklyn is a respectable 13th on defense, but Washington is dead last at 30. So this game has massive appeal on both ends. I think that if you don't roster at least two guys from this game, uh, it's going to be tough uh, to pull it off. I think if you just have to find the right two or two or even three guys from this game, uh, because there's going to be so many DFS points available in this up and down game. Washington's a one point home favorite, which blows my mind. So you've got basically a pick em game with a 239 total. Uh, very interesting. Uh, are you going to be smothering this game, Mike? 
Yeah, I mean, we have to. Like you said, you just gave all the surrounding stats uh, with these two teams. And, uh, I mean, regardless of the back-to-back, we have to have interest in Kyrie Irving in this matchup. You know, two out of his past uh, three games that he's played. You know, he sat out that one after the news of Kobe. Uh, but, you know, taking into the first game against Detroit and against Chicago, we're looking at two games of, of 45 actual points or more. He's only yeah, 9,100 on DK. You know he's going to get defense of, like, Ish Smith, Isaiah Thomas, uh, little oh, Gary Payton. God you know, the second. So some mini glove over there, Mike, but none of that's scaring me away. I have interest in Kyrie. Uh, I have interest in guys like DeAndre Jordan. He's underpriced 4,200, you know, chopping up the minutes between Jared Allen. Yes. Jared Allen's probably the better play, but Jared Allen's also $2,100 more on DK. So I don't mind taking a stab at a guy like DeAndre Jordan at 4,200. I probably, I don't mind Dinwiddie. I probably won't get there at the price tag though. 7,400. He could easily get it done in this matchup. I'm, I'm not going to tell you not to play him. I probably won't get there, but you also have to look at the ancillary pieces. So if you're not playing a guy like Kyrie Irving, that's when it makes sense to look at Dinwiddie, uh, a guy like Torrey Prince, Joe Harris. All these guys are going to get elevated ceilings in this game just because of the matchup. So they're all in play and they're all priced appropriately. And then on the Washington side, uh, I don't like the the almost 10K price tag for Beal, but I'm not going to no. cross him out in this matchup. He's he's just been unreal. The All-Star snub is definitely affecting him. Two games in a row with at least 60 DK points and no less than 51 in over the past four. So I'll, I'll keep him in my player pool. It makes sense if you want to go get some action back and forth between Beal and Kyrie. I think that's a, a very logical stack. Um, but with with Rui expected to play and be limited around 20 minutes, it's kind of taken some of my appeal away from a lot of these ancillary guys, the Bertans. I do think Thomas Bryant's in play, though. 5,600, I'm not expecting a full complement of minutes. You know, if we hear him starting, the interest definitely boosts. It definitely goes up for me. But even coming off the bench, if he's going to play in the mid-20s in this Brooklyn matchup, the upside's there for him. Have you heard Hashimura is in with a 20-minute uh, yes. cap? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I didn't see that. Reported by Fred Katz uh, from the Athletic. So uh, he is gonna play. He's gonna play around than... 15 to 20. Yes. It, it okay. says if if he's cleared, they're expecting him to play. And then there's the caveat if he's cleared, like you know, barring something last minute. But they're expecting him to play, and they're expecting him to be capped around 15 to 20. Yeah, that that definitely throws a little bit of wrench in the in the plans. But I I don't know. Did you see the interview with Beal about being snubbed from the All Star game? He was furious. Uh, and uh, him and Booker have every right to be. Those two guys, hundred percent. I don't care who you are. You know, yes, th- there's other guys deserving of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, but like, could you find two guys like like this that deserve it more? No, these guys are both averaging more than 27 points per game. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. Well, they're, how about to put this into perspective? They're the only two players in the history of the NBA that have averaged over 27 points and five assists uh, that did not make the All-Star game. Yeah, so that it, just speaks volumes. There you go. Now, you know, Beal is 9,600 on Vandal, but his last five games – 58 point three, 59, 52.6, 47, four and 57, three. So, you know, I mean, that's, those are ceiling games for him. I think high fifties, but at that $9,600 price, he's pretty much going to have to get close to that to make you feel good about the pick. So, I mean, I w- I'm probably going to use them in some of my builds, but I'm not, you know, the, the price, definitely concerns me a little bit whereas on the other side Kyrie sub 9000 he's only 8900 uh, the only question is on a back to back if he will have any type of uh, 
you know, minutes that they'll be watching. Um, let me take a look and see the last time he played it. But, I mean, he's coming off an, industry, an in, injury. The last time on a back-to-back, he actually sat the second game. So that doesn't make you feel warm and fuzzy. But then if you go further back, he actually uh, he had a 62.5 fantasy game on the second night of a back-to-back. He only had a 34.2. So that that certainly is a concern for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do point. not want to pay 8,900 if I'm not getting the full-blown uh, Kyrie. So I may fade that choice. You know, even though he did so well yesterday for me, uh, I, I don't I don't know if I'll go that direction as far. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I think we either get him or we don't. I think if he plays, we're going to see 30-plus. Otherwise, he's going to rest completely. I don't think that they're going to limit him and give him like a 26 minutes on the back-to-back. Um, I think he's either going to be full-blown go or ruled out completely. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's – and that could be. That very well could be. But, you know, maybe it's a game where you get your secondary guys. I mean, you can – a lot of times guys like Spencer Dinwiddie or – Troy Brown Jr. or DeAndre Jordan uh, or Thomas Bryant. Those guys, there's a two uh, on both sides. All four of those are cheap. Uh, Maybe those are where your value is because everybody's performance is pulled up in this game with uh, poor defense and a high total expectation. So, you know, instead of going studs, Maybe the plan is to go your secondary value guys, get them all in this game, and just hope everything uh, you know stays up there high and everybody gets a good run. So that might be my plan. It makes sense, and that's why I'm, I'm a GPP player. I like to do those multiple builds. You know, I'm not going to go out there and lock in Kyrie Irving 100% of my lineups because you know there is that big caveat that you just spoke about. So there's a reason why you never play anybody 100%, and that's the approach I'm going to be taking in the lineups that I'm not playing Kyrie. I'm going to be looking to get guys like D'Angelo Russell with some ancillary pieces from this game and targeting some maybe some other priced-up guys that we'll get to later in this slate, you know, your Trey Youngs or your Damian Lillards. Yeah, and see, for me, being a cash player, you know, I take the opposite approach. I usually will find a core of four, maybe even five pillar guys that are going to be in my two or three cash lineups 100%. So to me, you got to commit to guys and feel really good about it. And I'm not sure I can commit to the big dollars in that game and feel great about it. So uh, we will see. It makes for an interesting slate, that's for sure. Um, All right, let's go on to game five. It's an 8.30 Eastern game. It's the Philadelphia 76ers at the Boston Celtics. Should be a really fun game to watch. Boston's a three-point favorite, 214 and a half total. You've got uh, 18 and 16 regarding pace. So both teams in the middle to a slightly below. But here's the, the concern. You've got the fourth and third best defenses in the league. They both know how to, to shut people down. And you've got Joel playing, Tatum's back. So... You know, they've got their horses in this game. They can all defend. Uh, makes it for a tough decision. Are you playing anybody out of this one? I think I have a little bit of interest. Um, 
you know, I'm going to lower. I mean, the only thing I'm really looking at, it's pretty cut and dry for me on the Sixers side of the ball. It's just Joel Embiid. I usually fade Ben Simmons whenever they come into Boston. Uh, they kind of put the clamps on him over the past. So I expect them to be able to do the same here tonight. Uh, if he beats me, beats me, so be it. But I'm looking at Embiid. That is most likely it. Uh, Horford back is going to kind of take away some of the value that we were getting uh, between like Mike Scott and uh, a little bit of Thibault. Those guys will probably be able to take a little bit of a step back. Thibault will probably still get some decent run with Richardson being out, but not enough for me to have interest at his price tag. Uh, and then on the Boston side of the ball, if Kemba Walker sits out, it will open up some interest. If he plays, I'm probably going to dial back a little bit with these guys. I think Marcus Smart would be uh, a nice guy to look at. 6300 is a fair price tag. Not a ton of juice left on the bone in that, uh, but we've seen him get a little bit of uptick. And when he's hot, he's hot. He, you know, he can get it done in multiple ways. Defensively, he takes a lot of three-pointers, so you know he's taking efficient shots. Uh, so I, I don't mind looking at Smart. And then Jalen Brown would probably be my secondary option. I don't know if I'm trusting Tatum. Uh, with only a second game back coming from that groin injury that cost him uh, more than a week. So um, those are going to be the only options I'm really looking at, probably those three guys. Thank God you didn't say shake, Milton. If you were going to say shake, I was going to cancel no, the rest of this broadcast, man. No Anybody that chases that shake game is uh, you're new to fantasy, obviously. Absolutely. Absolute. Especially on DK. He's 5,200. Who's paying that? You have gotta fade him. Yeah, if he Do was not 4K, fall for I'd probably that. fade him still. Uh, uh, yeah, no, let, let other people bite, bite that bullet. That was a career game for that dude. Um, you know, from the Philly side, I think Joel has to be in play because Boston is not playing uh, the center, defending the center position well at all. So Joel may be a, a key pillar for me today. He really may. Um, I'm not going to go with Ben Simmons. He'll be popular, but I, I do not, you know, I think Marcus Smart will get up, uh, up in his business and slow him down. He's been on a roll, though. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, Horford coming back takes a little sting out of the rest of the guys with Tobias and everybody. So I'll probably just be a Joel guy, which is a big commitment price-wise, but I just, you know, he's he's only 9-2 on FanDuel. And, I mean, to me, that's still a bargain. Um, and uh, especially against Boston, that's having difficulty on that interior. If uh, if Walker sits, uh, then I, I think I'm going to put Marcus Smart in. I mean, the last two times Walker sat, I played uh, Smart. He did great. Uh, he definitely can step up. Um you know, as far as the other guys, Philly is a strong defensive team. I'm not going to be, you know, heavy on any of them. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think Tatum's 100% yet. Um, but if if Kemba sits, you certainly have to consider, I think, Jalen Brown as your as one of the options um, and, and maybe go from there. But... Uh, you know that that's what I would do in that game. I think there are a few players, even though it's a low number, uh, and both teams play good D. Yeah, so pretty pretty spot on. Looks like we're taking the same approach. It looks like it's going to be uh, only Embiid, Smart, and Brown for both of us. I think so. I agree, man. I like that it. Is... I like going on the same page, Coach. I don't have to argue with you, fight with you. It's nice. It doesn't happen that often. That's the thing. It's amazing. I know. But uh, but anyway, a quick uh, shout out again to our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag. Sign up with the promo code today. I think I forgot to say that at the beginning of the show. T-O-D-A-Y. That's what gets you 
that 50% match. So if you don't use that, that promo code, uh, you're literally burning and throwing money away. Uh, so use that, sign up, jump on, get some Super Bowl prop plays in. They're always fun. Uh, Demi Lovato's uh, over-under on the national anthem is two minutes and ten seconds, I believe. So go for it, man. Um, also, you can follow everything with Hoopball and the uh, my bookie group at at Hoopball Gaming. Uh, our guys that do the the Hoopball Gaming podcast in conjunction with my bookie. Uh, great shows, great info. You want to follow those guys. Also, uh, you know, follow us seven days a week. You know, we are everywhere podcasts can be found. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. All we ask is you take that 20, 30 seconds, rate, review, subscribe, set the alarm so that it lets you know when our shows post. Uh, And just, if you can, five stars, likes, positive reviews, a thumbs up, all of that stuff makes a huge impact for us as we continue to grow and continue to keep this best in the industry seven-day-a-week coverage in front of the paywall. So please follow that uh, follow that up for us and take those few seconds. Um, you can also follow all of our pros, you know, that three-step process, uh, listen to the show, get all your information together. Second is following the, the news throughout the day, build that, that preliminary roster, get it set. And then the final is that last 30 minutes uh, of the news, which you have to follow if you take this seriously. Because one shift will make all the difference in the world. You line up that uh, roster and get it done. But I am at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Andrew is at L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. Miles is at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. And, you know, follow us throughout the day. Follow us on Twitter for news, information, updates, picks, secret squirrels, the whole nine yards. Uh, we're on there uh, throughout. Also, you can go to uh, hoop-ball.com, click on the DF, uh, the forums, and then the DFS thread, and you'll get uh, real, real sharp Andy Gallagher's information where he's pouring on there, uh, everything for the day coming up reviewing the podcast and uh, really getting everybody up to date on, on everything NBA DFS that day. And all of our uh, four DFS pros also contribute there. Um, so that's, that's really what, uh, what we want to share uh, again, you know, follow us seven days a week, man. We're just, we're growing and growing. Shoot us some Twitter notes though. We, we love the stories uh, it's always funny to get the secret squirrel stuff and, you know, uh, comments like I got quite a few this morning when I opened it up about me teasing Mike yesterday because he uh, he was blowing the roof off the doors yesterday. So not not sure what that one was. Also, a lot of Canadian love, uh, you know, but tell us the stories when you win or. You know, even if, uh, you know, you heard a show, pivoted to somebody and it made a difference, we'd love to shout that out. Not, not you know, for promotion for the show, but just because, you know, we, we really love uh, to share that 
you know, with, with all the other listeners, because, you know, that's why we do it. We love to see people take stuff down and, you know, keep us uh, posted on that stuff so we can uh, push it out there and, and definitely show you some love. So, all right, fantastic. We have four games remaining on this outstanding slate, and it is 8.30 game Atlanta at Dallas. We have the Luca-less Dallas Mavericks. He'll be out for at least a couple of weeks. On the second night of a back-to-back, after Chris Depp's Porzingis uh, got to play a game against the uh, – the, the 14U guys, Houston rolled out like all guys under 6'5", and uh, Porzingis is seven in a million. So he was having a heyday yesterday. But they get to play against Atlanta tonight in Dallas. Dallas is a five-point favorite. It's a 237.5, so second largest number on the board. Wildly tough game to figure out here from the Dallas side. They started J.J. Barea and Mr. Brokoff yesterday and <clears throat> finished with Brunson and a different rotation of guys. Curry was filling it up. Who knows, you know, what they're going to expect out of uh, uh, Porzingis on a back-to-back. You know, he sat most of those out. So, you know, this is a tough one, man. We're not going to have any news Carlisle is the most bizarre guy when it comes to situations like this. I mean, who knows? But I will turn this over to Mike and let you know let him handle it. Atlanta is the third fastest team in the league. Dallas 22nd, so it's a massive pace up for Dallas. Uh, and also Atlanta is 27th in the league in defense, so Dallas should be able to take advantage of that. And Dallas has shrunk down to 18th, so they're not exactly uh, shutting everybody down. So Obviously, Atlanta is going to be popular with Trey and, and Collins and company. Uh, but, man, I feel like you have to have pieces from this game in your lineup. But, dude, I'm, I'm getting a, a headache, a migraine, trying to figure out what I want to play in this game. Oh, I think I got this, Coach. I think, no, listen, if anybody thinks that they're going forward with any sort of inclination of what's actually Carlisle's mind, Please shoot me a tweet and let me know Good how you luck. figure that information out. I mean, did, did you hear? I'd never read one thing. Ryan Brokoff starting yesterday. Listen, I mean, <laughs> talk about out of the. I was looking on the court like, is that guy just wandering on the court? Who is that? And here, yeah. there you go. I, uh, I I allude to it all the time. He he's basically a mini Popovich at this point. Uh, yeah. He does very Popovich-esque things with the with the way True. his rotation works, and you know his his Berea is Popovich's Patty Mills. It's like they have their guys, and they're going to kind of proceed with caution with them. And whenever you think there's chalk, it's 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 probably not chalk. So just be careful. Um, you know the way that they approach this thing. So we're going to obviously want to keep an eye on Porzingis. The last time he played on a back-to-back, I believe, was on December 28th and 29th. He played 26 minutes on the front half. He played 30 minutes on the back half. So that's not indicative of anything because he played 35 minutes last night. So I would expect, um, I would expect some, somewhere in the high 20s, maybe low 30s. I wouldn't expect another 35-minute game. I still expect him to get decent run. I don't expect it to be like 20 or 24. And I have interest in him at 7,200. My other option, and I'm going to have a load of them, is going to be uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5,900. If Porzingis is limited, it's only going to be a boost for Hardaway. He's going to see a ton of usage. It's a fantastic matchup. Uh, no issues going with him here. And then if, if monitoring the starting lineup, hopefully we get it in time. We probably won't. 
I don't think we're going to see Brea start again, though. It's uh, the veteran guy in the second half of a back-to-back. I, th- I think we're going to see either Brunson and Curry get in there, and I have uh, interest in both those guys. Not too much interest in DeLon Wright. We just kind of see Wright. Uh, he always kind of plays that middling role. We know what he's getting. It's If you want to take the shot on him, I get it for the upside. I'm just saying as as opposed to you know Brunson, I would prefer Brunson at only $100 more. I could see if you want to play him over Curry. They're both kind of just upside plays that you're looking for. But it's mostly going to be Porzingis, Hardaway, and Brunson for me. And I'm going to be loading up on those three guys. Uh, mostly Hardaway and Porzingis. Okay. What about on the Atlanta side? Atlanta side, it's 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 going to be coming down to DeAndre Hunter for the ancillary pieces. You already touched on Trey Young and John Collins. Both those guys at great prices and great spots. We know that uh, I, don't, I don't expect that we see da- too much Damian Jones as opposed to what we saw on the other night. I expect them to go a little bit smaller and start Collins at the five. Uh, if we have the starting news and that Jones is starting, that's different. Then we can take a look at him. But otherwise, I probably won't play him in this matchup because I'm expecting Collins to kind of get that run at the five mostly. Uh, and then they can get away with some small ball going against, you know, DFS and uh, the rest of the the Dallas wings over there. So I would expect if Hunter's able to go, that's the lineup that they roll out. If Hunter sits, I would have interest at Cam Reddish at 4,200. Uh, other Collins, Trey Young, and probably just a little Reddish if we uh, if we get the Hunter news. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I just I think people are going to target this game, and I, and I'm just not comfortable with it. I think uh, I think Jalen Brunson is the best play in this game. I, I agree with you. I think that he'll play the majority over JJ, but I don't know that. I don't feel safe uh, locking him in at 100% for sure. Um, so, real quick before I cut you off, and that's why I love playing GPPs because. You said it. It's not safe. But if you if he does get that run, coach at fifty, you know whatever his price tag is over that Fanduel, he's fifty three hundred. If you tell me he's playing thirty five minutes starting against the Atlanta Hawks, how much would you pay for him? I yeah, I'd pay for him because Trey Young is not, dead last amongst point point guards in defensive real plus minus. So, you know that that tells you something right there. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's that's kind of what I'm alluding to. At the end of the day, it's just uh, there you go. At the end of the day, I got it out. I I, didn't, yep. I don't think I said one yet, but I had Bingo. to get it in there. So at the end of the, at the end of the day, uh, we don't have this information, and that's that's the edge. People that might affect the ownership, and he's a guy that would probably draw 25, 30 percent ownership on a nine game slate, which is a lot if if we did have that news. So I'd rather not have the news and take the shots. You know, I'm not going to go 100 percent. I might play a lot, you know, a 20 entry max. I'm going to take some decent shots on him, though. You know, I think we may. You know, I, I'll start off by saying this. I am not going to touch Chris Dapps Porzingis with a 10 foot pole. And I think he may be one of the top three owned people on the slate. And I think my biggest differentiator is I am going to fade uh, completely fade Porzingis here. There's a couple of reasons why I don't trust him on a back to back. I don't trust that that he's going to get overplayed by Carlisle just because Luke is out. And his tremendous performance against Houston was just a complete aberration. He literally was by seven inches the tallest guy on the floor all night because they played Kevin House or P.J. Tucker at center, and nobody could even get close to his height. I mean, he when, when I say shooting over everybody, it – it looked like, uh, you know, again, it looked like a, a pro playing against a, a high school team. And it just, uh, I don't think he's going to come back 
with that big of a game. Again, I could be wrong. I hope I am as a Mass fan. I hope he can. But I see Willie Cauley-Stein getting a little bit more run. Uh, you know, Cleve is going to get a lot of run. I just, I am very, very uncomfortable trying to figure out, you know, the Hardaway, JJ, DeLon Wright, THJ, DFS. I mean, it's just, it's impossible. So I guarantee you, though, at 237.5 and against Atlanta and a fairly close spread, people are going to dive. They're going to stack the living crap out of this game. And, you know, I'll probably play Jalen Brunson and uh, maybe John Collins. And those that's I'm probably going to step away from two guys uh, playing in this game. And that's it. Uh, Trey at 10 grand is just, I, you know, certainly 55 is doable. But one thing the Mavs will do is they will run some doubles at people. And I, I'm afraid they may run some doubles at Trey and try to slow him down, uh, you know, and make somebody else beat him, which may make those ancillary guys that you mentioned, you know, in play. I mean, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, those guys could get absolutely wide open looks, um, you know, if, if they do run the double at Trey, as I'm expecting. But, you know, John Collins at 7,600, I think is very fair. I think he, he can, uh, seven eight x that so i'll probably just go in those two guys and let everybody else dive in i i'll tell you right now that you watch and see look at that ownership at the end of the day and i bet you that trey young and Kristaps porzingis are two of the top five owned guys in absolutely in, across the board absolutely and um my, my my thinking behind porzingis is i'm i'm okay with him getting 27 28 minutes in this one and it's it's based on two things the matchup and the increase in usage. So on a regular on a regular slate, you know, with Doncic being in and everything, I wouldn't touch Porzingis on a ten foot pole in a back to back, basically because of the minutes. And but now we're getting that increased usage. So it's not just that regular. And seventy two hundred, I think, is fair. So yes, if you're looking at it from an ownership standpoint, um, you know, I do think he's going to be very very highly owned. Uh, that's anticipated. Just the matchup and everything else I just said. But it's it's hard to ignore the usage that he's getting. I mean, with Porzingis, uh, I mean, with Doncic off the floor, he's almost sporting a 30% usage rate. Tim, him and Tim Hardaway Jr. see an increase of about 3.5% as far as their usage. And Porzingis uh, with Doncic off the floor is averaging almost 1.4 DK points per minute. So even in about a 28 roll, uh, that still has him 5Xing at 7,200, getting about 37, 38 DK points. So I don't from that angle and if we do for some reason if he's not really limited and he's playing 32 minutes the sky's the limit for him i understand he absolutely demolished um the rockets because of that small ball but we can't forget how that that torrent pace that he was on with Doncic out when he missed those four games earlier with an ankle injury uh he he looked like you know he was shouldering the team and the guy that was over there on the knicks so i'm still taking that into account um, not I, I don't blame off, not you. going overboard, uh, but I do. I do like it, man. It, it, to be able to say you're going to take a stance and avoid a guy like that. That's the kind of stuff that takes down slates and really gives you a good return on investment. Because if, if you do hit that on the head, dude, that's that's a serious call. I'm not I'm not I'm not in any way, shape or form on either side of it at this point. I'm looking at probably a good solid hefty 20 percent shares out of like uh, out of maybe like 20 entry max, maybe 25. I'm going to have some wow. decent ownership in them. Um, I, I think for all the reasons you said, though, you're right. I, I mean, I Porzingis seems like the number one play on the entire slate. He really does from usage, who they're playing against, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just don't, I just don't feel it. So, 
you know, this is one of those scenarios where I'm going to try to take some stuff down. Well, this not might have as to be the chicken way. suit. If, if he does play on the caveat, we might have to chicken suit it. I mean, if, Absolutely, man. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm I'll be happy I mean, to. And that's one that it's normally we're sitting here dumpster diving, you know, looking for these guys that are like the 35 and four, like the Alan Crabb versus uh, uh, what's his uh, Darius Baisley kind of guys. So, <laughs> you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, going with a couple of guys that, you know, there's actually going to be some ownership involved in uh, is the way to go. Maybe we'll try doing it that way tonight. It's always painful rooting against a Maverick, though. I mean, when I'm watching, but, you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, I I get it. It really is. Well, I'm looking for a $7,200 player to challenge Porzingis uh, because I think I want to give you at least a shot to try to tie the score here. And, uh, of course, there's nobody exactly 7200 200. Nah, I mean, if it's within a few hundred, you know, I'll like take uh, John Collins. I knew you were going to say that, too. <laughs> and I hate it because I like Collins so much, but it's so fair that I can't really say no because I'm the one yeah. that's kind of bringing it up. So I'll accept it. Uh, but I really do like both guys. I, I love both guys in this yeah, spot. They're, they're going to be guarding be each other. Spot. So we yeah. may have another. Uh, last time we took two high profile guys, they got in a fist fight, Cat and Embiid. So yeah, I think we'll it's see, a, maybe. A, a, $800 price difference on DK. I think it's only, what would you say? It's about a four. What's he on, uh, fan, on FanDuel? 400 Yeah, yeah 400. so it's a $400. So that's completely reasonable. I'll, I'll totally do that. On All DK, right. you're going to see a little bit of a, that, that price difference on DK, I think it's a big difference maker. $800 is not money that you leave on the table. I'm, I'm no, I have no issues leaving 400 uh, sometimes even 500 on the table. But once you start creeping over yeah. that $500 mark, you got to look at how you can use that. Yeah, don't, yeah, it, and I, you know, I, it is great when you use every dollar, but if it's, you're a couple hundred bucks off, don't stress it. If you have your best lineup, take it. You know, it, you don't have to use every dollar, but I also wouldn't suggest leaving, you know, those guys that leave, you know, 12, 1500 on the board, you know, I, you got to examine that a little bit, but don't think you have to just go from a 6300 to a 6600 guy so that you spend that extra 300 go with you know your best lineup all right, all right this, so we this, got our yeah, chicken let's go. suit let's this go. will be a fun one <laughs> we've been all right. Mavs guys too long on it <laughs> i know it nine o'clock game charlotte at san antonio uh charlotte the 30th slowest team in the league san antonio 15th defensively charlotte 28th so they're working on trying to be the slowest and worst defensive team uh spurs 26th consistently been in the bottom five in defense uh this year however with all those stats it's only a 215 total and the spurs are a seven and a half point favorite uh you know i don't think you could ignore the run demar derozan has been on i think he's a great Great play. I'm excited about playing him tonight. And and his price has creeped up. Uh, he's at 8,600, which is a little bit hard to swallow. But I do like DeRozan in this game. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously Aldridge is going to impact that. I don't expect necessarily a, like a full workload uh, from Aldridge when he gets back. It's a thumb injury. That's something that can easily be re-aggravated with one quick pass into the post or whatever it may be. So uh, I won't be playing Aldridge, that's for sure, looking on the San Antonio side. I, You know, the DeRozan price tag, it's up there, $8,700. It's fair. It's one of those times I'm going to say I'm not going to knock if you play him. Will I get to him? 
it's going to be tough. Uh, it's it's really going to be dependent on my game scripts. You know, it's it's one of those scenarios where he's fallen in that middling price tier in between the guys like Kyrie Irving and D'Angelo Russell and a lot of other guys that we've mentioned who are also in great spots. So it's going to be the pivot plays, I think. In the lineups where I'm not playing guys like Kyrie, maybe if I'm, I'm running it back with uh, a little lower ownership than Russell or something like that, if I see that kind of creep up there, I'll have interest in him. So it's going to come out as a pivot play for me. He's not going to be a core play. Um, I'm looking at guys like more like Derek White in this kind of matchup, uh, the ancillary pieces. Um, anytime I see DeJounte Murray play more than 30 minutes, I immediately look at Derek White the following night. It's kind of one of those things I always keep an eye on. It's just one thing that we can't explain. There's no real reasoning behind it. But Popovich, whenever he feels like he played one guy heavy minutes, he owes it to the next guy to play him heavy minutes. So I'll be looking at Derek White in here. He's going to be the lone guy I have some serious interest in on the Spurs. And then I really don't have too much interest in anybody over there on Charlotte. Uh, if you want to take stabs at the guards, go for it. But they're they're priced fairly, 73 for Rozier, 76 for Graham, where I just think there's guys in other spots I'd rather pay for. I don't know. It, Graham seems too cheap to me. I mean, I know he had a couple of games where he didn't play well, but people have to understand he was playing, like, really sick. I mean, he he had a bad virus and tried to play through it. Um, I, you know, I think that price is too cheap. For 6,600 on FanDuel, I, I mean, he's in my lineup. I'm sorry, man. Oh, uh, that's cheap. Yeah, he's 76, so that's a thousand dollar difference on DK. 6,600. Yeah, I mean, lock him I, in, I have, baby. I have interest in that. So that's and that's one thing that it's good. This is why I love doing the shows with you, Coach, because you play primarily over on FanDuel. I play primarily on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, you're you're the cash game guy. I'm the GPP guy. So everybody gets all angles when they listen know, to our man. podcast. They get a little bit of everything. So they get it good, all. That's a good point. I mean, for me, when it comes down to we're going to get to a guy in the last game where he's just stupid cheap, like Donovan Mitchell, we'll get to him on DK at 7K. I can't play Graham $600 more than him, uh, just looking at that kind of scenario. So it just comes down to guys around that same area that I have more interest in. So that's going to uh, keep me from getting to him on DK. But on, I'm all for it on FanDuel at 66 That's a fantastic price tag. Yeah, you can't beat it. All right, let's go to the two late games. We've got a 10 o'clock Lakers at Sacramento. God bless uh, the Lakers. Uh, they have to, after the, the most emotional game in years and years and years of the sport, they have to play a back-to-back on the road. So God only knows what they're going to have left in the tank. They're, they are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. It's a nice, juicy 226-and-a-half total. Uh, Pace, Lakers are 12th, Sacramento 27th, so Pace down, though, for the Lakers. Defensively, Lakers are 5th, Sacramento is 19th. Uh, Boy, this is, you know, how do you factor something that we've never seen before in a game like last night uh, and having to come back and play Sacramento tonight, man? Where do you start? You got to start with the top dogs and the Lakers. Those are generally the only guys I have interest in on most nights just because the usage that they see compared to anybody else. Unless it's like a specific matchup based thing that I notice, I generally just look at Anthony Davis and LeBron James and um, Davis is underpriced at 9300. It's a back to back. You know, he's been dealing with his uh, his butt injury for quite some time now. Uh, you know, we'll have to monitor and kind of see if there's any news on whether he's going to be restricted at all. Maybe he has a 30 minutes cap or something. So that's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on. If there's no, if there's no news and if, or if we get the news that there is no restriction, uh, I have no problem paying 9,300 for him. And then LeBron James, 10, six, uh, coming off an emotional game. He looked fantastic in it and, you know, kudos to him for even being able to, you know, get up and give the speech and play that game. That, that's rough for him, man. Oh, and nice. I, I, 
I give him all the credit in the world and all the strength and for being able to get up there and do that. So I'm going to do it the same way tonight. I'm going to give him all the strength again tonight. I'm going to give him all the kudos he deserves, and I'm going to continue to look at him. 10-6, coming off a loss. I think that's that's the biggest thing that's kind of resonating with me right now when I'm looking at this Laker team. Um, it's tough. You know what I mean? There's got to be part of them that, that, that eats at them, that they wanted to get that game. And I, I think everybody in, in the world, I think the Blazers wanted them to get that game. They're not going to roll over because in typical Kobe mentality, he would never expect anybody to roll over for him. Uh, not for his team, not for him, ever. That's not the way you'd want it. You heard Gordon Hayward come out and say, I didn't step on that free throw line to give Kobe a 60th point. That's the last thing he'd want me to do. So I would never disrespect him and do that. So I, I, I firmly expect these guys to really be fired up for this game. I know that they were fired up for the last one. Now they kind of get, get to you know, get away from the emotions slightly, you know, not being on their home court. Um, I expect them to be dialed up fully, fully dialed up for this game. See, I, I think I'm sort of taking the other approach here. I, I think, you know, we have to factor in that we're all human. And, when Absolutely. you know, there's nothing that exhausts your body more than, you know, the the dealing with that kind of grief. I mean, it just drains you of of strength. And no matter how bad you push yourself, uh, it just, you know, I think it has a toll that, that, you know, is not normally measured. Like you'll see, you know, a lot of times when people lose a loved one in, in basketball and, you know, they can't play at all. Or if they do, they're, uh, you know, one of two things, either they're just not themselves or, you know, they're able to harness it all and, and, and send it into a place for themselves where <clears throat> they use it as motivation. But, I just I think it's just too much, man. Too much to ask. I agree. And, I agree. I, you know, I Anth- on on FanDuel, Anthony Davis is ten thousand three hundred, and LeBron is eleven thousand. And as much as I'm rooting for them to be able to bounce back and get this done, I I'm gonna fade them both. I know it's probably not the popular thing to do, but you know we've never had to deal with anything like this in the NBA, and I think they're gonna you know. It, you're, you're talking guys are going to have to get in the 60s to be over 5x basically, and I just don't see it. So, you know, for the Lakers, to me, uh, you know, I'm going to fade most of them. On the Sacramento side, you know, I, I don't know if I want to play many there either because I think the, you know, the Lakers, I respect them defensively. Uh, I know Fox has been a decent play recently. He's been hot. But uh, this is a game I think I'm just going to steer clear of. They're still in California going to Sacramento. It's not like, you know, they're getting totally away from the whole thing as much as they can. And I just don't like this game, man. I don't have a good feeling about it. Um, I, and listen, you, you hit it on the head right there. We've never had a situation like this. So, you know, both of our guesses are as good as each other's at this point. Uh, it could go either way. I could totally see it, you know, taking taking your side on it and, and saying that this is an emotionally taxing thing. Um, I, I know I, over the past few days, not even being, you know, near as close to the, the situation as these guys that are actually playing in it. Um, I've been emotionally taxed from it. So, yeah, I totally see that angle. Um, you know, if I wanted to just take a step back and, and go just basketball ba- based off this and just the way I saw them playing the game and the way LeBron James was playing last night, I would say that this is a different a different scenario. Uh, he was very, very 
passive when attacking. He was he was relying on shooting a lot last night. He struggled from the floor. only shot 40% from the floor. Started off the game kind of being very passive, looking for Davis, trying to take advantage of that matchup, and really turned down the scoring in the second half and tried looking for his own shot. And looked like he was almost trying to force himself into this game. Once the Blazers right. kind of grabbed it, he tried to shoot themselves, shoot them back into it. And that's that's not necessarily Lebron, LeBron's game either. So, um, you know, it, part of that could have been his on white side protecting the paint. I mean, he's a big factor and he leads the league in blocks. That could have led to it. Now they go into Sacramento and they don't have that rim protector. They're going to have Dwayne Dedman down low. So um, right. I think I think there's a few things and the price is definitely a difference in uh, on FanDuel as opposed to DraftKings. Like you said, a thousand dollar difference between Davis. He's only 93 on DK. So again, I only I want to see the news before even looking at him, whether or not he's going to be limited or not. And uh, he's four. And LeBron's 400 cheaper. So 10-6. It's not a huge difference, but it's a little bit. It's it's enough where I can say okay, I 11K. That's that mark where you really have to think about it. Um, 10-6. You know he, he's he's going to be one of the most expensive guys on the play uh, on on the slate. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have shares in him. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna if you know if I take one off the chin, it was, so be it. But it's LeBron James. You know he's never really burning you either. He might not get you to that five X, but he's not probably gonna miss it by much either. Yeah, I, I mean I I certainly don't blame you for that play at all. I think that it makes sense. It's just I mean it's it's almost cruel that they have to play a back to back after having to gut that out last night. But. I agree. We will see, man. We um, will see. One quick thing before we go to the final game is I, I didn't touch on too many Kings. It's for good reasons. This uh, L.A. defense is elite, but I did say Deadman's name, and for good reasons, I think we have to look at him. If he's going to play 30-plus minutes, which I, I kind of expect in this game, they're going to need a size in the front court going against L.A. with the combination of Howard, McGee, and Davis. Uh, they're out, you know, Holmes and Bagley, so they're going to need Deadman to get some decent runs. So at 4,900, I don't mind taking a few stabs at him. Not a bad, not a bad shot. Well, for the last two games, I've been out of Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee in my cup, and I'm starting to get the shakes. So let's get <laughs> through this game. I need some more coffee. I got gotcha. you. I, I never come into this show without at least two cups, so this is a little bit uh, shaky for me. But we're going to get it done. We're going to pile drive through this last night, late night hammer game. It does start 30 minutes later than any other game, so... You have the Utah Jazz at the Portland Trailblazers. So poor Portland, they have to go right back to back as well. Uh, second night of a doubleheader. Utah's minus five, so they're a road favorite. The total is 228 and a half. So, you know, big number as well. Uh, Utah games are not usually that high, but Portland games, you know, have been scoring so high, it's uh, not surprising. Uh, Pace-wise, Utah's 21st, Portland 11 defensively. Utah is 8th, so they're top 10 defense. Portland is 25th. So the quest, you know, the million-dollar question is, you know, is uh, Damian Lillard a human or is he a robot? Because I mean, I don't know how do you how do you ride him into going over in the mid 70s for a sixth straight game? Uh, you know. Good night. He's he is ten thousand two hundred on Fanduel, but he's blown away that number five games in a row. So, I don't know, dude. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I was hoping you'd be able to take this one. So I'll just I'll go out on a limb here. Um, I've been very transparent. I said it right at the top of the show. I I've kind of been trying to just avoid it, man. I'm hoping that he comes down off this high that he's been on, and it doesn't look like it's stopping. So, uh, take it for what it's worth. Um, I talked about LeBron. I talked about Trey Young. I talked about some other guys at similar price tags I have interest in. 
I'm going to have shares of Lillard. I'm probably going to be underweight, um, and I might just get the you know the snot kicked out of me for it, and I'm willing to accept that. So that's the take you have to be able to do. You have to be able to stomach things in DFS, and you have to be able to stomach just stupid plays like this where it's just everything is pointing in the right direction. He's so underpriced for the way he's been performing. Um, he's overpriced for his career, though. So we have to take both things into account. Is it worth it on the stretch? I'm probably It's a tough defense, too. It's Utah. It's not like we're going against just anybody here. Um, proceed with caution, I would say, you know, have your own opinion on this. Don't just rely on the experts for this kind of scenario, because there's no real good way to kind of look at this coin. I'm going to be a little underweight. I'm still going to have some shares. I always say, cause I like to max out that 20 entry max. I usually don't max out 150 entry maxes, um, uh, where, you know, you can, you can get stabs at almost every one of these studs. So, uh, I, on 20 entries, I'll probably be looking at uh, a solid 20% share, maybe 15% share of Lillard. Um, Again, probably going to be the pivot to LeBron and Trey Young if I'm looking at those guys in those lineups. Uh, but I don't feel good about it, man. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. You know, I I think I'm going to play him. I mean, I, I've played him for five straight games in the 70s. Yeah. How can I jump? Well, you're invested. Right I, mean, I mean, at this point, you've already got your return on him. So you he can only feel needs good about fi- He needs 51 yeah. for, for exactly. value. And the dude's been in the mid-70s, five straight games. And Utah doesn't have the best defensive backcourt in the league when it, you know, a combination of Conley and Moutier and uh, Mitchell. So, you know, he's in such a groove right now. I don't know how the industry – this is a weird day, man. This is the weirdest slate I've, I think we've handicapped all year. I mean, how is the industry going to see what he did last night? and chase that tonight or are they going to say you know he's going to have a letdown uh i you know i don't know i don't know what his his uh ownership will be but he will be the highest paid guy on my board and you know even if he busts and has 40 fantasy points i can stomach it because the dude is just you know i i feel like that you know, it, it's just uh, I, it'd, I'd be stupid for me to jump off that bandwagon now. Yeah. And that I, we actually have uh, completely opposite approaches, but the same approach with at, at the same time, because I've been getting burned by not playing him where I'm OK with at this point. It's like, right, I'm OK with taking one off the chin. And just like you said, you've been cashing in on it and riding it and you've already made your return on playing him several nights in a row where hey, if you get if you lose because he has a bad game, so be it. I've already gotten six straight amazing games out of Lillard that made you so much money that it's yeah. OK. So I, I'm OK with either approach on this kind of slate. It's it's it is what it is at this point. He's probably going to make or break the slate a little bit. We have to imagine um, it's just being on that right side. So. I try to just take, you know, some sort of bias out of it with hot streaks and transparency of me getting burned by one guy, you know, not trying to get that Ingles approach that, you you know, we've seen you kind of take a couple of times, coach, and you know, no, no, <laughs> yeah. fault, no fault to your own where sometimes you get burned by a guy so bad that it's like, do I do yeah, it? You, that, you get stubborn with it. I know yeah, it. Exactly. So I'm trying to not be stubborn with this one. I, I know I, I can't ignore this run he's on, so I'm going to have some shares, but at the same time. Oh, I no. If you're on him, I may have to. Oh, yeah. Off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than that, though, uh, as far as these guys over there on Portland, uh, I don't really, you know, Hassan Whiteside, he's 8,100 on DK. He's been very consistent. That's a very fair. He price has tag. been. He has really done well. And they're they're looking to trade him. Did you see exactly. that? Yep. It, yep. That is I mean, that is the dude leads the league in blocks. He's been fantastic. 
and they're looking to move him. That well, is they can't wild. Get, they're not going to get much for Nurkic until he can show that he can play on that leg. And so, you know, I, I, I get the front office aspect of it. So, uh, you know, but against Utah, I'm not going to be overweight on him. If it was any other matchup at 8,100, I would be. So I'll probably limit my, uh, my ownership on him. Very, very modest, if any. Uh, McCollum, if you're not playing Lillard, you should probably be looking at McCollum. We have to see if Carmelo Anthony is going to be with the team. Uh, he was away from the team for personal reasons. So that I think he'll function. play in this one. I think yeah. he will. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he, I, I'm, I he might be a good it. play. He's fresh. Yeah, he's fresh. He's emotional. You know, he was very tight with Kobe. So there's always that aspect where he hasn't kind of had that game where he's able to kind of do something for his brother. And then you see time and time again, Kyrie pointing up after his monster game, Trey Young pointing up and wearing the number eight. Yeah. Back. There's guys that want to put on for their guy here. And you never want to take narratives like that into account too, too much because it's tough. I mean, you're really you're based on emotions and playing. It's you, you can't be in another guy's head. It's impossible. So if you're if you're going all in on those kinds of uh, emotional narratives, it's probably going to bite you eventually. So just be careful with it is what I'm saying. Um, I do have some interest if he does play, though. That's for sure. Probably won't be going back to a reason unless Melo's out. 5400 is a fair price tag. He's very boomer bust, not for cash. He's a GPP type of guy. Uh, and that's it for me. That's that's kind of where I'm drawing my line over there on the Portland side. On the Utah side, I already touched on Donovan Mitchell. I think he's stupid cheap on DK. There's no way this guy should be 7K. He's coming off of one of his worst shooting performances of the season. Shot one for 12 against Denver. I'm looking for a nice bounce back game from Mitchell here, and I have no issues. He's probably going to be a core play of mine at 7K. Yeah, I mean, his price is right, and I've, I've got to expect that he'll bounce back as well. He's, I mean, he's been... Uh, very seldom throws this many poor games, but you know he's 7,500 on Fanduel. So again, you know we keep telling you this: watch those prices. We're t- we've had multiple players that we've talked about today that are key plays that are a thousand dollars or more different on on the different sites. So if you play, you know even fantasy draft and Yahoo on top of that, you know there's four sites really uh main sites to play on you know you've got to look at that pricing and, and shift with it because uh that'll that'll make a big difference for you but you know as far as the rest of those guys in that game you know i think gobert and Whiteside somewhat cancel each other out a little bit i'm probably not going to go there but i think you know a carmelo a, a donovan mitchell uh are, are good plays even a bogdanovich who's been hot um, might not be bad. And CJ McCollum, I think he's also in play. So very interesting, man. Any, any final basketball thoughts here? Uh, no, I mean, after we just kind of went through this whole slate, I think, uh, I'm really, I never want to root for injuries, but I'm really kind of hoping Fournier sits this one out. Just, I hope he's good, but, uh, you know, that Michael Carter Williams is kind of sticking out to me as a, you know, the more Secret that we went squirrel. through this. Yeah, I think he actually may be that secret squirrel guy. You're kind of talking me on to, you know, that ownership. I think it is going to be a little bit lower now after we just broke this whole thing down. And oh, yeah. Very fair price tag. You look at some other guys in the range. You know, people might hop on Conley at 4K, which, eh, I don't know. I can't recommend it. I'm not going to say no. don't do it. But He's um, still on a minutes restriction, too. Absolutely. And, you know, I was enticed when I saw him play 25 minutes against Houston. That really stood out to me. I'm like, wow, he's going to be getting 25. And listen, um, I'm going to say this. They don't play again until Wednesday, so... You know, you could be seeing you could be seeing some mid twenties Conley minutes. In that case, I don't mind taking a stab at him at 4K, but I I would say proceed with caution, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm liking Michael Carter Williams a little bit more. It's just because we're going to have some guys that are going to draw some uh, attention at similar price tags. 
Well, my takeaway today is this is a really tough slate. I mean, it, it really is. There are so many factors that come into play that we normally don't have to deal with. And truthfully be told that we've never had to deal with. So, you know, you can't really, you know, those guys, that, here's the advantage we do have. And this is, excites me, Mike. All those guys in the industry, and a lot of you are out there, and I'm not saying anything negative about it because I think it's fantastic. But for the guys that are out there that, that stick everything into the, the crunchers and the optimizers and it spit outs those lineups, that's great. And I, they take stuff down all the time. Mass entry guys, go for it. you got to do it. But there are a bunch of factors. And we touched on a, a boatload of them, and a lot of them have to do with Kobe, and, and and there's a lot of other scenarios that you can't factor with any numbers or criteria or analytics or algorithms. So th this is really, you know, this is like when you're building lineups, it's personal. You're you're putting your own thoughts and feelings into this, and I think <clears throat> as even though this is such a tough slate. I think that it gives those of us that hand build lineups a monster edge on those that just crunch everything through optimizers. So we'll see how it works out, man. But it's exciting. That's for sure. Yeah. And we just produced a small movie for you guys today, too. So uh, we, <laughs> we, we apologize about that. But you know what? Uh, it's it's all due um, to respect that of our, our our good guy over there, Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we I will sit here and talk 30 minutes before any podcast if it's involving him. Uh, it's I'm all with due you, man. Respect, man. It's the floor and Gigi too. Gigi is to the you know just kills yeah, me. But uh, don't let that ever. I, I I love that the NBA is not letting it that go out of sight either. It's not just about Kobe. It's about that little girl too. It's about all nine people that were on that plane and they're going to be paying their respects in the All Star game uh, with patches and other ways. And um, it's it's a wonderful way to do it. And it's. Do you hear what? Uh, Mark Jackson said during the game. I Please tell it was, me it wasn't something stupid because usually no. dumb stuff comes out of Mark Jackson's mouth. Oh, it, well, it actually it's credit to his son. So I guess it's not even Mark Jackson, but it was awesome. He he took his sons out. Uh, he's got like three or four sons to just walk amongst the crowd out there and take it in. And uh, I guess they were talking about, you know, Kobe's when they put a statue of him up out there. And his son said, you know what they should do, Dad, is they should put a the the statue of he when he's kiss you know, kissing Gigi, reaching out to her on the floor so they both have a statue out there. I thought that was just coming from a kid, it just was beautiful. I and I hope they take that uh, Absolutely. That's and awesome, I'm gonna man. I'm gonna be hashtagging Kobe Kobe uh, Gianna uh, statue. I'll be I want it. putting I want that on all my stuff. I want it. Yep. I want it in the Staples Center. I don't want it outside the Staples Center. I want it inside the Staples Center. That's Kobe's house. He should be inside his house. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea too. I mean, you could absolutely do that. I mean, not no necessarily, but there's there's plenty of options where they could put it in the in the entryway. I've actually never been in the Staples Center, so I only know the design from television. But um, yeah, one of my goals would be to get there one day, and I, I need to now. Now, if I ever had more of a reason to, uh, it's it's to see Kobe's house, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people doing that. So, well, listen, let's get on. Let everybody get on with it so they can yes, listen sir. to this sure. before everything gets going. But it's been a pleasure and an honor doing the show with you today. Sort of wraps everything up 
uh, with Kobe as far as just, you know, thoughts and prayers and ideas and thoughts. It's just uh, crazy stuff. Absolutely. But, and before we go, we just got a news update. Uh, Frank Nittaglina is not playing. So Dennis Smith Jr. may be the lone point guard over there for the Knicks. So I know we don't oh, want to wow. ever look at that guy. And this makes it even more annoying because Chalk Dennis Smith Jr. does not usually end well. But unfortunately, we got to keep him in the player pool at least well, until 7 o'clock. I think he's got to be really – I mean, no Peyton, no – no, he's not playing. No he like either. to use R.J. Barrett a point. He's out. That's the biggest so, factor, in my opinion, is no Barrett. That, that's that's huge for him. Do you think it would – would I be uh, on a suicide mission if I went $3,800 uh, Michael Carter-Williams and $3,500 bone minimum Dennis Smith as my backcourt? <sighs> point guards uh, you'd have a lot of money to spend i would say i hope you're playing mr lebron james at that point because well, that means you know what playing. if i play those two i'd have to bench dame though so yeah, well that's my point you'd have to get you'd have to have your exposure i know and, and some guys and maybe that's your pivot lineup maybe that's your hedge your bet lineup coach my gpp I, yep so maybe that runs it because if you're playing those two guys in your backcourt that means you're getting onto two guys that you weren't very interested in so you hedge your bet against all your other lineups just in case you're wrong this one should do well kind of aspect and just load up on, uh, you know, maybe like guys like LeBron, John Collins, Chris Stops, the expensive forwards that we've talked about. You get Joel Embiid in there at center. I'm not playing Chris Stops because John Collins is going to give me a two-point lead with <laughs> a week to go. I love it. And it, it'll be time to dial up Amazon for you on Monday morning. That's what uh, I'm thinking. Well, let's let's uh, that was the, that's all I wanted to say. We've dragged this on. Let's let these guys build their lineups, man. Let's um, do it. Hey, join. Uh, make sure you join tonight. Uh, our man Miles from the wonderful country of Canada, and uh, our man Andrew will be going over a four-game slate for Sunday because tomorrow's Super Bowl Sunday. All four games are played early. Uh, between 12:30 and 3 Eastern uh, early games, so they're way out of the way for the Super Bowl. So uh, you want to listen in tonight or first thing tomorrow to uh, Cuomo the Bird with his Super Bowl pick and Miles and Andrew doing the four gamer for tomorrow. So final words, Mr. Apatria. Uh, let's just get after this, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Drive safe. Super Bowl Sunday. Have fun, but be responsible. Uh, if anything is in perspective now, it's family, loved ones, and everybody else around you just being good people, man. That's it. That's that's what I got. Uh, other than New Year's Eve, the Super Bowl is the second highest day for uh, DUI driving arrests. So please, if you're going to a Super Bowl party and you're going to drink, just take an Uber or something. Don't drive, guys. It's insane to take that chance. So I wanted to share that. So, listen, we want to thank you for joining us on Hoopball NBA DFS today for this six foot six inch out of Lower Marion, Mike Apatria. I am the six foot six inch out of Lower Marion coach. We look to catch you again tomorrow when we crush it in NBA DFS. Good luck, guys. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.